Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. About a week ago, the University of Missouri-St. Louis announced that it had a new chancellor, Kristen Sobolik. Her selection followed a national search, but that search led right back to campus. Sobolik has been part of the leadership team since 2017, first as provost and most recently as interim chancellor. And joining us today to talk about her journey is Kristen Sobolik. Uh, chancellor Sobolik, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Sarah. I appreciate it. And just one quick note before we begin this conversation. The University of, uh, the University of Missouri Board of Curators, which also governs UMSL, holds the license to St. Louis Public Radio. Um, however, the station is editorially independent. Um, so, Chancellor, turning to you, one of my earliest interviews here, this was all the way back last August, was with your predecessor, Tom George. And I recall him touting you even at that point as, you know, this was the person that he wanted to see succeed him. To some extent, was becoming the chancellor yours to lose? Well, I don't know about that, but I do know that I greatly um, enjoyed working with Tom George. You know, he was here as the chancellor for 16 years, and I had the privilege of working alongside him for a little bit over two years of that. And we are in contact all the time. So it's been a really smooth transition, and I value his leadership, and I'm really excited to be the eighth chancellor of UMSL. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge in terms of filling Tom's shoes? Well, you know, Tom was um, widely known and respected across St. Louis. He was here for 16 years. I've been here for three years, and so I'm really looking forward to continue my growth and development and understanding of everything St. Louis and everything that UMSL provides to uh, to St. Louis and the high-quality education that we have. So I think it's just a matter of growth and increasing understanding. Now, you've been here three years. Um, before that, you moved a lot. You know, you did your undergrad in Iowa, grad school in Texas, your first professor job in Maine. Then you were in Ohio before you finally got to St. Louis. Were you always hoping to end up in a place like this, or did this come as a surprise almost to you? No, it's not as a surprise. You know, I was um, born and bred in Iowa, and so I am a Midwestern gal at heart. And so coming back to the Midwest has really been a a pleasure. Hmm. Now, St. Louis and that urban environment is really something I value and enjoy. Hmm. So having my family here in St. Louis with so much to offer, not only for us personally, but also for our students, um, is great to be here. So you weren't looking to replicate that Iowa? experience um, in your professional career? (laughs) Well, I think coming back to the Midwest was always something that I had that we had in our minds. Uh, So it's great to be here. Mm -hmm. Now, you also switched. You had an undergraduate degree in biology, and then you ended up getting your master's and doctorate in anthropology. This might just be my ignorance of those two subject areas, but that seems like kind of an unusual change of course. What, What happened there? Well, you know, I loved biology. I'm a scientist, and so I'm very interdisciplinary in how I think about the world and also with regards to my discipline. And so it actually became a seamless transition, but one in which um, having that background in biology and anthropology has allowed me to develop the fields, help develop the fields of archaeobiology Hmm. and paleonutrition, which is frankly in those interdisciplinary zones is where you have the, the best action, I guess, where, um, the, where we can really move disciplines forward. Hmm. So I, I value that background, and um, it's good to be diverse in how you look and think and feel about the world. And what was the focus of your own doctoral thesis? 
So mine was on paleo nutrition, which is the analysis of prehistoric diet, health, and nutrition. And Sarah, I tell you, it's been a long time since anybody (laughs) has asked me that question. I got to say, I was just so intrigued. You don't always find (laughs) anthropologists. And and so I'm I'm picturing, are you Margaret Mead out there? You know, you're... You're taking notes in the jungle, but but no, paleo nutrition sounds fascinating. How do you see that as as being something that plays any sort of role into what you'll be doing as as you now are going to be running UMSL? I think more on um, the role that that my background has really provided me and helped me in this role as chancellor is that interdisciplinary broad perspective. Mm-hmm. And so having a background in the sciences, but also helping oversee social sciences as well as the liberal arts, I think is really important when you're taking a look at an institution with the high quality broad-based um, perspective that UMSL has. It does seem like a really nice combo. Um, and yet at the same time, um, you're coming into the chancellor's job at such a difficult time for all of higher education. Are you worried about what the next few years are going to look like at UMSL? You know, we have we are concerned, of course, about um, where um, UMSL fits as we continue to meet the needs of St. Louis. And we've been doing that um, across uh, um, higher education in general. So this is an important time for leadership, and it's an important time for institutions such as UMSL that are so engaged in the community that we really lean into what the community needs and wants and values. So we want to continue that um, that trajectory and continue that connection and collaboration with St. Louis because we are St. Louis and the growth and development of St. Louis is really going to rest on institutions like UMSL. Has the pandemic at this point had any effect on enrollment? Um, and enrollment, we are taking a look at mainly online enrollment, of course. Hmm. And right now, things seem to be pretty flat because we have been focused pretty clearly on maintaining that population in the summer. Having online courses in the summer, we've waived our, we're entirely online in the summer, and we've waived our online fees so that we can um, offer that value for our student population. Have you made it? We also have a lot of support for our students, so that keeps them here. Have you made any decisions about what this next fall semester could look like? No, we haven't, but we are planning for both. Um, We are absolutely hopeful that we are here on campus, face-to-face and online, because as you know, we have the uh, highest quality of online programs in the state of Missouri. So we already offer those high-quality programs. But we also need to have that face-to-face interaction with our students. So we are planning for both. Do you think in some ways UMSL might be better prepared to weather the storm than, say, your sort of traditional liberal arts college where everybody is living in the dorms and has never done virtual education before? You know, I will say that I think UMSL is well prepared, particularly as we are renewing our focus on adult learners and those interested in a quality graduate programs. So that's important for us. It's important for the development and growth um, of St. Louis, and that's something that we greatly value. Well, that's that's great to hear. I mean, I hope that your perception of this is right and you guys are going to be in good shape. But man, this just feels like this is going to be the toughest first year. Do you feel like if you can get through this, you're going to be able to get through absolutely anything life could ever throw at you? 
You know, I will say that we have been looking at changes in higher education for a long time, and those changes now are coming very quickly. And frankly, that's probably important for the future of higher education and, again, making sure that higher ed is meeting the needs of our population, our local student population, but also the state of Missouri. So I will say we are moving pretty quickly. Um, We are very nimble and adaptable at UMSL, and we will continue to be. Well, we are all rooting for you. So, Chancellor Kristen Sobolik, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, Sarah, I really appreciate you taking the time and inviting me here to your show. Yes, no, it's it's great to to hear from you, and um, it's just the note of optimism that we need as we go into the weekend. So so thank you so much, and and, um, all of our wishes for best luck to you. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.